0: Hey Warriors, Sarah here. We've got a first for us with a two part episode for you. Both episodes are available right now. We broke it up a little bit because there was so much leftover trauma and wild experiences between us. We didn't want to hit you with a two hour tea spilling. In these episodes, you will hear the accounts of Amy and I, of course, but as well as our friends, Amber and Megan, as we revisit the mindfuck that was our experience as fashion consultants for the infamous LuLaRoe. We are only speaking about our experiences strictly with LuLaRoe and do not mean any disrespect to other MLMs that follow the law. Now, with all that being said, here we go.
1: You don't know my struggle, you don't know my pain You don't know my past, so you don't know who's the You don't know my weakness, you don't know my fight it been in my darkness, so you never see my light
0: My husband and I are going through a very hard financial time, and we have been. And it's really unfortunate, but it all traces back to LuLaRoe. Listen, I take full responsibility for the decisions I made. I made those choices. I had choices in front of me. I picked them for a reason. I'm not saying that anybody made me do anything. Like, that's not the case at all. Um, but this is my story. This is what happened. I was... I was blinded by the shiny lights of glamour and glitz of this whole thing. Um I went to convention first, came back super super fucking fired up and energized about mm-hmm. it. That first convention was amazing. Randy went with me. Um you know, my gran- my in-laws took the kids, so we were like free and we were just enjoying all of the the glitz and glam. Like it was really you guys went into 2016, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. So it was like amazing and there weren't like crap load of people like there was the next year like the first year there were probably a couple thousand i think it was they said it was like three thousand or so that yeah, went to i mean if they built that
2: convention center
0: yeah but then they had to move to a right. huge one for the next year and that next year i was fucking miserable it was awful i didn't go the next oh. year. oh
3: my god
2: it was terrible neither did i
3: but the first- We had year, some different experiences. Yeah. You can mention, yeah. Mm, I loved it.
0: I think because I, I think- I, don't I know. loved it too. Yeah. But
3: I also, it, there was just some pieces and parts and it was like- hmm. Yeah. And it was like, oh, the line. new collection's coming out. Order it now. And I'm like, well, what is Jesus it? Jesus Christ. I I yeah. like, just spent all this money to come, here. <laughs> to come
2: here. Yeah. We were like on our phones yeah. in trying the and center the convention trying center. to order the yeah. new pieces.
3: And it, it and, and that's where it was like to me, it was like, oh my god, it, it is a competition because mm-hmm. oh, I had a girlfriend ordering. next oh. to me like getting 5,000 and I was like, I'm I'm going to I'm going to get five Carly's. Yeah. I'm gonna, exactly. I'm going to try them <laughs> first. <Yeah>.
1: Right. <laughs>
3: so ridiculous
1: do you remember waiting like for hours when the collections dropped Oh, that was, was like terrible. a little bit later it was a shit show but i'm thinking of elegant and i'm thinking of like christmas, Halloween, leggings. christmas. Oh my god! Yeah. i got elegant Everything. in my in my onboarding package
3: and oh i was like god. oh this Sh- silver foil
0: cool <laughs> <laughs> A convention. Did you guys have to wait outside? There were people passing no. out. It was so hot. It was so hot. I remember we seeing that on sun, Facebook that people
1: were passing out. And people were passing out. And then, out. then all of a miserable. sudden, all
3: of a sudden an ice cream truck showed up. Yep. Like that was
0: gonna make yep. it better. And they were started passing out water, water bottles. bottles. Mm-hmm. And then they start this was where I was like, this is a little fucking weird. They started passing out fans, which were actually Deanne's face on a stick. Oh yeah. Did you guys get home? Because at the time.
3: I was like, oh, because it was like, how can you get Deanne to pay attention to you? Cause that's when you're in. Yeah. And I was going to like dress up like, cause Halloween's my favorite. I was yeah. going to dress up and I was like, I'm throwing the shit away. Yeah. But yeah, it was her face. It was her face. They I took like, all that time really? to get that illustration, those printed out, yeah. those created. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I know, um, I don't know if this is a good time, but I think Megan should share
1: her. I do too. Connection. Yeah. Let's hear it.
2: Yeah. So I, like I said, I, you know, Bought this ticket to go and meet up with my upline, who I said was my sorority sister, and she uh, lives in Ohio. So I, you know, left my two little ones and flew across the country by myself. And I, you know, traveled and I went away to college. Like I'm a very independent person. It was not that, but, you know, I was actually still nursing um, my one and a half year old at the time. And so I flew and met her and we rendezvoused at the airport in California and we had a hotel together. And you know, again, I'd spent all this money and I just literally got my stuff a month ahead of this. And we, you know, did the whole, you know, we rented a car and we drove, you know, we got in and out burgers and we went to the hotel and then we, you know, went to the first night was like a water park, I think. And we went and did that. And, you know, they had the whole, the Sam was there DJing, and the, they had had a dance. Remember,
1: yeah, the dance. The dance. It was justin. I had to learn, but I forgot about that. See, this is why I didn't go to things like that.
2: Oh, Amy, you would have been fucking hated oh. that shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we were in sororities, so like uh-huh. that. Stuff exactly. It reminded <laughs> me a lot of that, Wait, right? You were too. Mm-hmm. I despised people in sororities. How are you, my friends? Love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, Megan. It's okay. Like no, I'm trying to think. Story. We're not like every other yes. sorority girl, though. Oh. I hate dancing and doing that shit. All right, go on. (laughs) So,
2: you know, we did. And then we went to the day one where I was talking about this whole like, you know, crazy, you know, vibe of people waiting outside. And that was, you know, the check-in day. And then again, the next morning. And like, we're going to let you all in at the same time. And it's going to be this like, you know, new release and the fashion show. And okay, so it was all that. So then that night there was, I think it was team breakouts. Am I right? So people were going to different places. So we were our group was to go to this amusement park.
1: Mm -hmm. They had run out the amusement park. That's right. Different teams had to have different. Yeah.
2: So an Amber would have been there. Mm -hmm. We knew each other a little bit. We knew we were there, but I don't think we had really seen each other. Maybe in passing.
3: It was, I think uh, we had just, we, we exchanged inventory.
2: Yep. And like it was a very brief introduction. mm -hmm. I think I knew you were there, but I knew no one else other than my, you know, my sponsor. We then had connected with some other girls from the team who needed a ride to this event. So we picked them up at another hotel and we went off to this event. Well, in the process, we got in a horrible car accident and
0: Oh my God, I remember this. I knew you didn't. And remember And I right was,
2: now. I don't actually remember the accident. I had a brain bleed. I had, I have a scar on my forehead from the accident um, so literally we were getting ready to go to this event with these like shirts we had made that said like the team name we had mm-hmm. ironed on. I actually remember getting the perfect tea from you. I think that I put it on cause I didn't have a perfect tea in my inventory and I was chatting with my husband while we were getting ready to go. And like an hour later, the EMTs from California are calling him to say, you know, your wife's unresponsive. She's had a horrible concussion. She's on her way to the hospital. So we were basically T-boned. So I missed the rest of convention, of course. But on top of all of that, my dad had to fly to California. I was in the hospital for three nights. Um, I had to have, you know, CAT scans. Again, none of this is Lularo's Rose's fault. But <laughs> the start of my journey was sort yes, of this horrible, traumatic. traumatic. And then... After all of this, I left the hospital wearing the goddamn Lularo dream shirt from convention and posting pictures, right? Like, cause I'm still trying to sell the stuff Mm -hmm. and I get home to my boxes of Carly's that I had just ordered the day of this accident. Oh my God. And it's like a little bit laughable now, but when, you know, my husband gets this call and then he has to send my dad cause he has to stay with our kids and this whole, and I have to say there were some team members- that came to see me. I was going to ask you, there was one individual, um, well, my sponsor was in a different hospital, also with injuries. They had taken her elsewhere. So she obviously couldn't come, but a friend of hers who knew her well, who I d- had never met, she came to check on me. And um, I had a family member that lived in the area and he was able to come and sort of check in on me too. But there's another opportunity there where couldn't they have done something right, like yeah. at the corporate mm, level? I know yes. it wasn't their fault, but I feel like there could have been some a card sent, sure. or uh, you know, are you are you doing okay? <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're expecting <laughs> them to like you a check. No, like, hey, no okay? I do think they they did refund my ticket to convention. Oh, well, but again, I don't know at that point. But anyway, so. Needless to say, I was very hesitant about going to any other thing where I had to leave my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that was, that was the way you sort of grew, right? Like you, yeah. mm-hmm. you went out there and you put yourself out there and eventually Amber and I actually went to Columbus, maybe about a year. When was that that we drove? And I saw my sponsor for the first time since the accident because mm-hmm. we hadn't reconnected. I mean, we had been in touch by phone and by text. Um, and that was emotional, but by then I was already starting to check out and yeah. I think I was trying to like, hold on to anything that would sort of keep me yeah. in it because I knew that financially I hadn't made back my money. Right. Yeah, and like yeah. I need, I was thinking maybe I would keep going, yeah. but I don't know. It was just a very, um, unfortunate so, circumstance to start out with. Yeah, we-
1: Probably having some toxicity.
3: They kind of sold it though to part-time work for or, full-time for, income. For income. And what was missing is that how much work it actually was and it was easy, not that they were flaunting because it's against the law to be like, oh, I made this much money right. on this. Yeah. No, but they showed their fucking checks. They did, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm winking. You can't see that, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, I don't know, my upline, like I, she had a retreat and that was a big deal for me to go because I hadn't left my little guys in forever and I would be driving to like this, out of like middle of nowhere, like literally driving down roads where I thought I heard, but <laughs> in like the middle of New York. And, um, there was just a big step for me mm-hmm. and she was holding this retreat and she, she was, she didn't flaunt because that was not her style. I remember you going to this, but like, I remember too. She didn't flaunt cause it wasn't her style, mm-hmm. but Deanne did call to check in because mm-hmm. she had her team there um, I mean, she got this farmhouse, she paid for food. We went to like winery, all these things, but Deanne called and like announced to everybody while she was on speaker, what her next check was going to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And it was like, yeah, she used to do that. It resonated with me. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I could do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And literally like my first sale I made like seven thousand dollars damn gina and so it was like oh my god yeah and then it kept coming Mm -hmm. but then it it, stopped it stopped
1: yeah
3: or it not that it stopped it became a competition Mm -hmm. and there was so many people shopping from so many different people Mm -hmm. and i could not afford to buy every release right and that's the only way that you can
1: compete i started using square even though it was against the rules that's the other thing. Things like that. Square were against the rules. If you think about a business, like, that's just crazy that you can't do that. Because they were getting processing fees by using Audrey. If we used their they processing. They also were doing something else with our money. I feel like they were. They were holding it. Holding it.
3: Yeah. So that by time it was released to us, they got the interest on it.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's what it was. That's illegal. For sure It is. <laughs> Sure it is <laughs> that's why we had to use Audrey, yes, now I remember that's
3: why I preferred when people paid in cash,
1: yeah, okay, okay, um, so I think all of that goes into
0: the exploitation. I do remember being told, um that it was okay that we were spending all this money because we were blessing lives and strengthening families. Yes. <laughs> you remember that? Mhm.
3: How about my family?
0: Right. I was like, <laughs> "Well, I'm trying to bless my life and strengthen my family and that is not happening." I know.
3: And then they would say you weren't working hard enough yes. and hire, yes. somebody. hire somebody. Hire somebody to do all the things. Oh,
0: that's assistants. right. Everybody hire assistants. an assistant. How the fuck do you pay an assistant? How? They all had assistants. They all did all the uplo- all the mentors, the highest Anyone people. making money had assistants. Yeah. Um, And then I also remember off of a call, uh, get rid of the people in your life that are telling you that this is not right for you because that's just negative energy that you don't need and that it's going to slow down your business. The church tells and, you the same thing. Just saying.
1: Yeah. I'm telling you, get it comes rid rid of right those people. from the church.
0: Like all of that exploitation of your money was just, it was, it was disgusting. The more you buy, the more you sell. Mm-hmm. We were told that. And then the fact that when I, when we all first started, it was that we made money from our downline based off of what they bought in inventory, yes. not what they sold. And so my So whenever you had somebody on board, that was a nice check. It was a nice check. Mm-hmm. I had as a trainer, my checks were about thirty five hundred dollars a month. And sometimes I think the the highest one I had was almost five thousand. And that's the lowest like tier of mm-hmm. people that you can be was a trainer. Mm-hmm. And so I was like of course, you know, the more you buy, the more you sell, like repeating all of the things that they're telling me. And like, the more you give, the more you get. It was like all these things. Mm-hmm. At that point, I had left my job. So I had gotten to a point and so this was my leadership experience. Leadership was more expensive than convention. Um, it was a couple, it was like a couple of days longer. So hotels were more expensive. Food was more expensive. We had to fly out to California every single fucking time we did anything. We had to fly out to California. And I felt like I flew out there for them to give me my gold watch to be a trainer. And like, that was it. Like, it was just so uninspiring. And I remember thinking to myself, like, no, I'm just tired. I have jet lag. I have whatever. And I went and I talked to Kenny. After Randy had talked to Kenny for like 45 minutes. Because at that time, like it was still like towards the beginning. So there weren't like a hundred thousand consultants. There were like, you could be a little bit more
3: personable. Like, yeah,
0: right. They could spend time with you Mm -hmm. and whatever. So I talked to Kenny and I was like, listen, I'm thinking about leaving my full time job. And I explained to him what I did and all of this stuff. And I, um, and he looked at me without even asking me how my LuLaRoe business was, Mm -hmm. what I was making, what I was saving, what I was paying off, none of that. All he said to me was, If you have one foot over here and he's like stand, he's demonstrating for me and he steps one foot out and he's like, and you have one foot over here and he steps the other foot out like super far. He's like, you can't balance. You can only stand strong if you're standing in one place with both feet. So I say, go for it. And so I did. And that was, again, my decision. I could have been like, no, this isn't right, whatever. But no, I, I made that decision and I went for it and I left a, a nice paying job and everything. And I don't regret that because I hated it. I hated it It was soul sucking. I was not happy. I'm happy now. But what I will say is that that was the beginning of our financial downfall and it has not stopped. And it's kind of been this cycle that like we can't get out of. And I know you guys are probably like, Oh, just go back to that or go find another job. But it's not as easy as that nowadays. So, and when you have a gap in work like I do, um, it's very difficult. Um, when you have the health problems that I do, it's very difficult. I was diagnosed with cancer actually, uh, when was that? Like six or eight months after I had left my corporation. So then I struggled with selling LuLaRoe because I was in surgery every fucking month, I felt like. And so it just wasn't doable for me anymore. And corporate life wouldn't have been doable for me either because I would get in trouble if I would have to call off sick because it was like VPs don't call off sick; like you just don't do that. You work no matter what you're feeling like, and so they would be like, "Maybe if you're going to call off sick again, maybe you should get FMLA." And I was like, "I've called off sick like three times this year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like, not even out of sick days yet. <laughs>
0: it was just ridiculous." So, anyways,
3: it Sarah, we out. were close during that time, yes. and I remember having a conversation with you because I had just, yeah, decided to leave my job at mm-hmm. the time. Um, it was just a, another place where it wasn't working out and it was toxic and it was like, um, higher ups were men Mm -hmm, and it was mm -hmm. because I was a woman and all of those things. And I really, really tried hard to be a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. And I always, um, sort of felt bad because we had that conversation. Not that I knew you had this conversation with Kenny and I know you didn't do it just because of me, but like I had shared and I was like, Oh my God, she left too. Like, I know it was your decision, yeah. but in the same, like with all of the things going on, yeah. I also, cause my upline was like, you won't regret it. You no, want right, any right. of this. You want that. But to be honest with you, it was even harder with the two kids at That's home so all hard. day Yeah, and they were younger and they needed more attention. And it was like, oh, well get on first thing and do a live sale. I. Do it I at
0: night. Start at nine o'clock after you put the kids to bed and stay up all night invoicing and then be with them in the morning.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best, the best because of Lula Rose when I look back is when they were sick because it was like, oh yes, I can do whatever mm-hmm. I want. Mm-hmm. But if you weren't working, it felt like 24 yeah. seven, seven days a week. You, you weren't somebody stop. else
1: was exactly. and then like taking, yeah, you couldn't stop yeah. because if you stopped, you'd get behind. And if the second you got behind, somebody else took your place. Yeah. That's right. Yep. But the thing about Kenny with that conversation that makes me think of Mm Nexium, the thing that Mm -hmm. that we watched, another cult story. It's an MLM as well. He's a man in power, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just dishing out things that change people's lives without even like a second thought. No,
0: no second thought. No.
1: And that is such a like manipulative, horrible thing to do.
0: Like I said, he asked me no questions.
1: Not one. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, do it. Uh, they <laughs> sold a lifestyle. I'm just gonna tell you, they mm-hmm. did. They yeah, sold, they a, sold lifestyle. a lifestyle. And part of the lifestyle is to go on these cruises with everyone. And you can only get there if you sold so much, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was you. And, and 12,000. Well, it,
0: initially it was if you bought $12,000 right. of inventory.
1: For like three months for in a row. Four months in four a row. Four months in a row. And then it became a few sold. So badge. it was definitely a badge of honor to go on these cruises. Yeah. I didn't
3: sell enough to go. These were tax write-offs for LuLaRoe. And because my mentor had, was so close to Deanne, they had that year they had to fill the rooms. Oh,
1: so they no were way. giving it
3: away to teams. And one of my teammates won And Mm -hmm. took me as her plus one. Aww. So I was appreciative, Mm -hmm. and I had reached the point that I was questioning everything. Yeah. And had shared with everybody. I wasn't trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I was always like, it got to the point where I I like I couldn't go in my basement where my inventory was. I like I I was resisting, Mm -hmm. and it was still persisting because it was down there, Mm -hmm. and I was avoiding it. Well. Week before, not a week before. Yes. A week before I had my full hysterectomy. So I'm going through all these ups and downs. And I was like, well, maybe it's just my hormones. Maybe I'm just done. Or yeah. I need to like level myself out. Yeah. And I had said to my husband, Mark, this is going to be a defining moment. Like I called it, like I set that declaration. Yeah. I was like, it's going to either show me I'm still in the right place mm-hmm. and I just need to get out of my head or it's going to show me that I'm not. Yeah. Well, I get there super exciting this lavish all these things like all the food like so much leftover food and i'm like where they're so wasteful like yeah. just all these things and like even being with my teammates it was um like it was it was literally like a week full of one-uppers oh dear god mark had had this like sit down and talk to other LuLaRoe people and you'll get to know them and all these things like if you see somebody that's sitting by themselves like go up to them all these things I'm like okay I'm getting fired I'm getting a little fired up Mm -hmm. I'm like a little bit excited I'd never been on a cruise before um and I knew that I couldn't go on any excursions because I had to stay out of the water so like I was in for like some even like mommy like just me time yeah I was looking forward to it it was the best thing and the worst thing all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like I was calling my husband, I was like, I'm done. So yeah. he was like, at okay, home, I'm done. Yeah. Um, I was team shamed. What? Because I didn't have a team and I, like, I was not doing LuLaRoe right. Um, I actually overheard my own upline, who I've spoken about before. She was not, she was, uh, shaming, like, who was making money for her and who wasn't. Wow. And I walked in on that conversation. Um, I'm not to say that every single person was like this on the cruise. There were some really great people, Mm -hmm. but there were also the people who it was just about them. Yeah. We had a team meeting and it was about, uh, it was supposed to be like Kumbaya come together. Mm -hmm. And I asked questions. Mm -hmm. I raised my hand and I literally said that S word that I said before, saturation. Yeah. And it was like, yeah to the side nobody talked to me and there were a bunch of retailers that came up to me afterwards and they're like we feel the same way but we 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 couldn't say that and I was like that's the truth yeah like why are we hiding from it um and we had an all-team meeting that we had to go to and it was you know Deanne and Mark giving a speech and Mark was like rah rah We just got word that we're winning this lawsuit and, like, people start cheering. And I'm like, "Um, that's weird. And then Deanne starts speaking and she goes, you know, some of you wives just have to get on your knees and please your husband these days. I remember you coming home and telling me that. I I,
1: remember that. I look to my
3: teammate at the table and I go, did she just say what I think she said and I'm texting my upline because she's down down up front because she was she was royalty while we were there and I go yeah I'm done. The only thing the best thing about it was I could go and get all I could eat and bring it back to my room. Like (laughs) I would literally get a steak and a side of whatever else and then I'd get all desserts and take them back to my room. So like I took some good things away but I also took that like this I should have this it probably shouldn't have taken this but not the worst place to be like i'm done yeah on top of it there were um there were nights like there were theme nights so my sorority girl at heart was yeah. like i'm all I'm in all for in everything for theme, always and there was an elegant night amy's rolling her eyes i know she's <laughs> like how am i friends with these people and to be honest with you, like I was tired of looking like everybody else. Yeah. The whole reason I had joined Lularoe was because it was different, and I like I like vintage. So like some of the prints and things. And we had an elegant night, and I had a um, Julia like this, uh, it's like all, a fitted, yeah, thing. pencil dress. Mm-hmm. It was olive green with stripes, and I had this fabric at home that was mesh mm-hmm. and had like flowers all over it. And I made it into a skirt to wear over top of it. And everybody was like, oh, my God, where'd she get that? Like, thinking that it was, mm-hmm. like, LuLaRoe. Patrick stopped and took pictures of me. And I was like, oh, Patrick. Reminder, he's
0: the designer.
3: Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, you're going with the flow. Like, somebody, like, oh, my God, the higher-ups are paying attention to me. Mm-hmm. I leave LuLaRoe, and the new collection of Deanne's are... Kind of my skirt. <laughs> Not to say like I'm, I'm the cutting edge of fashion and, oh, no. and Amber, all of these things pretty. I, oh, I'm, but, but I'm like fashion I, forward. You're very fashion forward. I will. T- thank you for that. I yeah. will take that. But it wasn't like, um, I, I would be the first person to think about this, but it was pretty convenient mm-hmm. that it was like after this and he took a picture and all of a sudden Deanne has these skirts mm-hmm. and then these dresses and, some of my old teammates brought it up to me, and I was—I it was out of sight, out of mind. But it was like goes into the how they copied, and mm-hmm. they were like supposed to be cutting edge. No, they're just going and buying whatever is available for cheap mm-hmm. and reselling it. Yeah,
1: the same way they stole artists' work. It's disgusting. Work.
3: It's
0: disgusting. Remember that?
1: Yes, they <gasps> put they stole artists' work and put, put them, them on, on the leggings. The leggings.
2: I do remember that.
0: There was some cultural, cultural uh, cu- appropriation. Yes, there oh, yes, there was. There was some um, racist prints. Yes. There was so much. that It was like controversy after controversy after controversy. And so, like, the consultants would be like, what the fuck? You know, like, mm-hmm. what are you guys going to do about this? And it was always just this very, like, that's an unfortunate circumstance. It's not the normal circumstance. They'd
3: be like, it's a one-off. It's a one-off. Right. Exactly. Right. Everything was a one-off, one-off,
0: but it was like a thousand one-offs is not a one-off anymore. Fuel
1: to the fire because I was like, but this Oh, really- I got
3: LuLaRoe stories about Jill. Do you want me to share yeah. that?
0: Yeah. Oh, shit. So... Go listen to
3: Gaslighter first if you don't know who Jill is. Yeah. Yeah, go back. So, um, I had also, because I didn't feel like there was a lot that, of people that knew about LuLaRoe in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. So I started Pretty in the City. Yes. Where I was doing, it, like yep, I brought all, I of, all of the consultants together. And um, when you do events like that, just in general, like if you are an event planner, not an event planner, you can't just show up. Like it had to secure a location that yeah. held enough people. You have to get insurance. Yeah. So I did make that there was a cost, but I made $0. It was just yeah, my time and making cost too. And it was literally went to paying for snacks, water, mm-hmm. the location cost per time we were there. And I literally took out insurance for like mm-hmm. a whole year because we were going to have them. Um, and Jill proceeded to have some events at a, another local rec center. And I reached out to her and just said, hey, heads up. I had to do all of this. Just like I don't want you guys to get in trouble because
0: I remember this.
3: I still have our our conversations. And she she made it that I ruined her life, that I was just out to be better than her and I said at the end of the day, I literally because my mom also at the time worked for the city, mm-hmm. and the higher ups in the city were like, "If you're not paying, if you're not this, if you're not that, right? All these things. Just it was literally a friendly heads up, yeah. And from that out. from that moment on, mm-hmm. I was the worst. I want nothing to do with you. Give me my money back. Uh, I don't want to work with you, and I'm not going to let anybody else work with you. And it felt like from that point on. You and I had like, uh we got, we were less close a little bit. Well, she was just very time consuming. No, I, I outside hindsight (laughs) 2020, but it was like, I literally was Mm -hmm. reaching out to just as it wasn't to to be like, you can't do this Mm -hmm. or you shouldn't do this or, um, anything other than genuinely, Hey girl, Mm -hmm. just in case Mm -hmm. I wanted to let you know. You're messing with Mm -hmm. my business and you're just not a good person. Okay. Thank you.
0: She read me. She was hysterical, hysterical, sobbing, crying, read me the texts back and forth. And I was like, no, she's just trying to give you a heads up. Like she's just looking out, like just looking out. That's it. And it was like, agree to disagree because that was just not what she was never going to see it that way. And she's like, I don't think you should do the Pretty in the City anymore, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to." So,
1: <laughs> uh, my. By the way, Jill's still with Lulu Yes. Oh. <laughs> so she's she's going to ask that question. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it sure is.
2: But there yeah. really was that like pitting of people against each yes, other too. There a was.
1: Treat. Oh, so
0: do you remember how there was this culture of if anybody is selling below math you tell on them you tell on them Mm -hmm. if anybody is in a brick and mortar you You tell tell on them them. if anybody is breaking the rules at all you tell on them it was like a a total reward system of like you got a rat on each other
3: but then it was do as I say not as I do Yeah. yeah yeah
0: I would get emails constantly about stuff like because I was technically in a brick and mortar because we had the the shop and the studio the fitness studio and um I would get emails all the time about like, you're violating blah, 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 blah. But they would and, still let you buy. They would still, yeah. They would still let me buy. I would just,
1: I was like, okay, were making them money. Yeah. And they never did anything about it, but I don't know how many times I was turned in, but I got turned in too for selling below uh, when I was trying to get out. But I guess the thing is, then you're thinking, who was it?
2: And now yeah. you think about
1: everybody in your life yeah. and you're just like, somebody mm-hmm. is out to get me. And mm-hmm. it's just, again, they're pitting People against each other. It's like other. a mind fuck. It is a, <laughs> it's a mind fuck. For lack of a, a better term, right? Like it is. It's no, that's the like perfect the, term. This the, is the indoctrination part. Like the ten thousand dollars abortion thing in Texas. Oh, oh my god! Yes, I was going to compare it to that, but
2: then I was like, it but is. it is. Yeah.
1: They're 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 like yes. giving you something to tell on someone. They're giving right. you like an incentive. Incentive, like it's like, ooh, you're being good. We're we're gonna know who you are now.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or it's uh it's going to turn into the culture of, like, even if you weren't doing something wrong, because I turned this person in, I look better, yes. or I'm better, Yeah. or, oh, maybe that's my competition. Yeah. Not yeah. talking about the abortions right now, but... No, no, right. But LuLaRoe, like, if they're not selling any more, then I can sell more.
0: Well, the indoctrination also was, uh, if you can't sell everything, you're not doing it right. I don't know if you guys ever remember like those calls and stuff mm-hmm. that were oh, yeah. all
1: fun. Tijuana skinnies.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, didn't even know this was a thing until I'll I watched. Go now if
1: she wants to pay for it. A documentary. I know, right? Sort of.
0: What was mm-hmm. the, do- who did the documentary? What was it? Cause you were like, Oh, it's what? this person that cause you were like, this isn't one of those documentaries oh, where it vice. says, why, why are they leaving? And then it's actually yeah. convincing it was you a Vi- to it was join, nice. but it was vice did this documentary on LuLaRoe and it was with mentors that had left. Um, one of them was in the convert, the Tijuana skinnies conversation. And it was this text thread between the consultants and Deanne and Leanne, her sister. I think so. Yeah. Um, but she, that was this whole conversation. Um, they were referring consultants to Mexico to get the gastric sleeve. I believe one of the consultants who was a mentor, um, Convinced them to let her try to get a different surgery here in the US first. And it was like a balloon that they put in your stomach for six months to teach you to eat differently. And then they take the balloon out. She had it done, and literally within like a day or two, she was deathly ill and had to perform emergency surgery. They took this thing out. And within days, she's getting texts from Leanne saying, well, when you're ready, I'm going to get you on the list. We need to get you on the schedule. We for told you to go this to wouldn't work. We told you, you have this to go to ha- Mexico. Yes. We told the list you. is
1: filling up. I need six people. Let's go. Yeah. I have six people going down. I have one
0: spot left on the plane to go to Mexico next month. Let's do it. She's like, I would like to heal first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then she just kept putting them off and putting them off. And finally, she got the hint, I think. And eventually, she was taken off and removed from the thread and kicked out of the conversation. And then she was a mentor making she said on her way to a millionaire. They the mentor she said her highest check was 51,000 for a month, one mm-hmm. month. Um and she is now losing her house and is filing for bankruptcy.
3: She's actually the one with the cow rug, now that I remember. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah. So that was like another revenue stream for them. Mm-hmm. So they got their kickbacks. kickbacks. Uh 100%. So, um, another, I don't want to share her name because I'm still friends with her, but she was a niece. She's no longer selling LuLaRoe. She unfortunately lost one of her children through in this process. And you may remember, oh maybe not, and I'll share afterwards, but her husband did it as well. Mm-hmm. And he, he literally, when we were on the cruise, was showing pictures of what he looked like before. to so what he did now. They were all in at the time, but she's off doing her own thing now. Well, um, they all
0: got it. I think they were. What Deanne said on the video of her from because in this documentary they showed a video of
3: Deanne, so we
0: heard it, saw it.
3: Heard and it, yeah, it was on. She, yeah, she did a testimonial yeah, for for the, the surgeon. surgeon, saying, "I referred eighteen people mm-hmm. to you." And what's crazy because I watched it before it was on the documentary when everyone was mm-hmm. like bringing it up. I'm like, no, it can't be. Mm-hmm. The thing that stuck out to me was they were like, as young as, they were doing it on kids. <gasps> I don't remember the exact age because I had to turn it off after that. But that was one of the things in like the the non Lularo groups that we were once a part of that were like sharing all of our truths so, because mm-hmm. we... all of this were made to feel like we were crazy Yeah, in some sense. Absolutely. Like, like, no, that shit didn't happen. Right. It absolutely did. Yes. But then we were gaslighted so much. Oh, Mm -hmm. I didn't say that. Oh, you didn't hear me Mm -hmm. say that. Mm -hmm. Like infidelities between the kids and why Mm -hmm. like, um, marriages weren't working. And like my, my mentor would say these things and then I'd be like, Oh my God. And then I'd ask her a question. She'd be like, I never said that. It was like a robot switch turned on. Oh, shit. I forgot. I show shit. I accidentally said that in front of you kind of thing. Wow.
1: I remember being pissed off because I thought, you know, who's making you money? It's the plus size women of the world. Yeah. You motherfuckers. Yeah. Like (sighs) that's that is who who's buying your shit such hypocrites yes. because such it was such like,
2: hypocrites because it was supposed to be for everyone right. and we have everybody all sizes beautiful. and we have every style that mm-hmm. fits every body everybody
0: everybody remember that was like their mm-hmm. it was every and then body was capitalized but Size not really for everybody No. um what was the other thing oh Nexium they had they would pull all of the beautiful women to be on like their website and they would only really bring in women who were thin and beautiful. Um,
1: and it's just like, that's the same thing.
2: Mm-hmm. So when you
0: look at these dangerous. When you,
1: and when you look at the leaders, the yeah. mentors and such, they were all pretty and young and mm-hmm. pretty. And if they tiny. weren't, they were having surgery to, to make them become, that way
3: or starving themselves or starving or themselves. I will say that like again, I'll be cheesy and say because of LuLaRoe. Mm-hmm. I've grown a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that are on this right now. Me too. Um, there were some some good things, some really yeah. good things. I grew as a person. Um, I I learned better how to set boundaries because there were places where, like, yeah, I'm a role follower, but I can be a role follower and ask questions. Yeah. And, yeah. um, yeah. There, they're, As much as we're sharing all the bad, the bad and toxic did outweigh the good. And, it did, um, unfortunately. Yes, we all chose to go there, but we also made the, for me, and I will say this, like 1,000% the choice to get out to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's hard when you start to lose yourself. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, and I'm not like... Reach out to Amy and Sarah, like if you're in this position, because yeah. you aren't alone, and you maybe are hearing whether it's Lularoe or any other mm-hmm. um, MLM that you're in. Yeah, like reach out because if you feel like you're losing yourself, you might just be, mm-hmm. and that's the shitty side of it. Yeah. Um, but at the end, it's what you make out of it, and yeah. we we had success. Yeah. We did. So Mm -hmm. it's not like we're just, oh, we hate LuLaRoe because we never made anything of ourselves. No, we had good
2: success.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And like I said at the beginning... Leave your corporate job success.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, literally. Yeah.
1: If I wasn't on leave, I may have left my job as well. But I happen to be on leave. I had the best year in in probably very many years with my husband. So because of LuLaRoe, we had that year together. We did... I have backlogs of the most hilarious lives on the planet that we did together. It was just a really nice moment in time. And, you know, it, it, there was things about it. Like I had to go into people's homes and Mm -hmm. talk to people. Mm -hmm. I'm an introvert. Like I don't do that. And this is pre podcast. This is pre, you know, being being 40. So I'm like really backwards. And so while Scott took a lot of that on, I still had to talk about the clothes and I still had to Mm -hmm. check people out and I still had to set the parties up. That's Mm -hmm. a lot of talking to people that I don't normally or would never have done. So it helped me to grow in that way as well. And, um, both of my kids were involved. It was kind of nice, you know, Mm -hmm. and in that way too. So again, I don't know. Like I say, with everything, there's two sides. It's both. Yeah. It's both. You just have to be careful. You have to be very careful. You guys
2: did have some funny lives.
1: I know <laughs> they were damn good. They were funny.
2: <laughs> yeah, you were. And I'm just now thinking too, about all the time that was spent watching other people too. Yes. Like you were doing, trying to do your own. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then you'd be like, Oh, I'm just going to get on and watch this other one. And then I'm going to (laughs) like, like
0: two hours later, I'm like, I've been sitting and watching this live forever. And I just bought two things that I don't
1: need. (laughs) Cause I could
2: go down to my inventory and and get it for a wholesale price. Right. But I think for me, like I said before, it was the friendships that I was able to make and reconnecting with some people that I hadn't, you know, like through, through lives and through different things. And then, again, like, when you're home and you're with your kids, going out to a party and, like, doing something in person was really fun. I think doing all the events Amber did and some of the other ones, you know, that Mm -hmm. was a great way to connect. Yeah. So, I mean, again, there were good takeaways. But I can't leave it on the good
0: takeaways, of course.
2: (laughs) No. No.
0: Yeah. So there um, is a cult expert who's on, if you watch, um, there's a docu-series on Netflix, and um, her name is Yanya Yalich. But one of the things she says is that a cult has to break you down, take you apart, and rebuild you in their image. It's all about conformity. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. their message was to preach individuality and uniqueness but mm. the actual reality of it was conformity and this is really funny now and it was funny then but it was like funny haha jokey funny but now it's like huh, that's fucking funny um, I it now. <laughs> but at convention one of the girls that um i was with she's like we're in a fucking cult we're in a cult she's like it's 95 degrees. We're in California. We're all wearing four layers. <laughs> we have to wear so many pieces of clothing. And it's all in row. We're sweating our asses off. But we're all running around and we're smiling and saying how happy we are. And it was just like the funniest thing. And I was like cracking up. And, you know, because I'm like, oh,
1: yeah, we're in a cult. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, conformity was, that was it. We weren't, you know, I was like, no, don't wear jeans. Wear all in row before they started making jeans.
3: And rompers that they never um, would yeah, do. we'll
0: never do long, or we'll never do sleeveless, we'll never do any of that. Because that's doesn't fit with the Mormon underwear either. So they weren't going to do any of those kinds of pieces. Because, mm. which was like a short
1: sleeve yeah. shirt with like a crude That's back. why, that's why the sleeves were always down to your like elbows. elbows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and really not, tight. really and tight. <laughs> yes. Really tight. Yes, couldn't move my arms, but. Yeah, yeah. So the documentary is called Lula Rich. It's a docu series actually, and it's going to be on Amazon, and it comes out Friday the tenth. Yes, so the day of after the September this. Yes, September so 10th. tomorrow that docu series is coming out, and
0: we're gonna have a live watch party with the four of us. So you'll have to join us on Facebook, right? Is that where we do that? I don't know technology.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Amber knows these sorts of things.
3: We should use Facebook and Instagram.
0: Okay. You okay. <laughs> tell us what to do. We'll be there. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Join us tomorrow. Um, we can watch it together and um, kind of go through some more PTSD. So <laughs> I love you ladies.
1: Love yeah. You. Thank you, you know. so, so much. Glad you came Thanks on for here. having us. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You have such a radio voice. Yeah, you do. You do. Mm that's my next yes my next venture. it could be <laughs> there. she's like Delilah yeah you do sound like Delilah, Delilah. Delilah. <laughs> thank you all so much for joining us and we will catch you next week keep it weird and wild warriors we love you
0: this episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound editing and production by Sarah Simone to help us keep making episodes just like this, join our fan club at patreon.com slash unqualified therapists Inc. Follow us on Instagram where you'll find our link tree to all things here at the UT. If you have a story to tell or a topic you'd like us to discuss, email us at unqualified therapists at gmail.com. We love to hear from you until next week. Warriors hold on. We're going to make it.
1: I'll play it pro, it out, take it, take it when we go, go. Where we go, when we go.